Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Thank you for joining us here on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. I'm Bruce Hooley here with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. For the next hour, we'll be talking about managing your money, wealth management of your money, arriving at financial independence after you either finish working or after you scale back. It's commonly called retirement, but we like to talk about it more in terms of financial independence. That gives you independence to do what you want to do or enjoy life in the way you want to enjoy. But you have to plan for that, and the Aptus Retirement Blueprint will help you do that. They offer you a free consultation so you can arrive at a place where you don't get those nasty surprises at the end of your professional time. They set it up on the phone, 614-917-1040. set up the appointment on the phone, or you can set up the appointment online, aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. So, Josh, we typically tackle the current events here in the first segment of the show we had the Fed meet again this week and raise interest rates a quarter of a percent. I believe we talked about it last week. We anticipated it'd be a quarter of a percent. What does the rate hike say about where the Fed thinks it is in its mission of getting inflation under control? Yeah, well, I think it sends a clear message that uh, the drastic rate hikes should at least be behind us, that the Fed believes mm-hmm. that it, just raising rates, they still believe that they're, they need to get inflation under control. They're not anywhere near their target of 2%. Uh, but they, it could mean a lot of things. It could mean that we can't do more than a quarter of a percent because we, we believe it would be damaging to the economy. Or too much of a jolt at once. Yeah, too much. Uh, maybe, you know, they're, they're trying to do this kind of Goldilocks approach where they're trying to raise it just right to make sure that <laughs> the economy continues to do what it's supposed to do while at the same time slowly bringing inflation down. Now, the real news, I think, is what does the market think about it? Because uh, the market is always, you know, an emotional beast as well. It had its interpretation or traders had their interpretation as to what it was going to be. And I think there was some trepidation in the market as to whether or not they were going to stick to the quarter or if they were going to go with a half. And the fact that they did go with a quarter, we had a pretty positive feedback from the market. Would the market have really recoiled, do you think, if it had been a half a point increase? Well, I think there's there's two things. One, it's what the Fed does. And the other is what the Fed says before okay. it does it. And what the Fed says was, they said was, although we're not going to guarantee that we're not going to, uh, you know, continue to raise rates, we believe that we've started to get this inflation thing under control. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive message that we don't have to worry about three quarter of a point rate hikes or fifty basis point rate hikes, and we don't believe that you know inflation is going to careen out of control. That we are, in fact, the things that we are doing are making an impact. So that's a positive thing for the market. It's a positive thing for businesses, et cetera. On top of that, we had job new, you know, job report news that was favorable, mm-hmm. at least to some capacity. We could talk about that yeah. in a little more detail. But uh, the fact that it was only a quarter 
is a good thing. Now, the underpinnings of that, though, is the Fed also said that at no point do they believe in 2023 that there will need to be any rate cuts. That's another way of saying Mm. we didn't overshoot the runway. Because sometimes, Mm -hmm. and we can look back to the 70s and 80s, where the Fed was trying to get inflation under control, and they kind of overshot the runway and really stalled out the economy. And in those instances, then the Fed always has the ability to cut rates to spur the economy again. When they say they don't believe that we'll ever have to do that, whether they're right or wrong, who will know? But that is an indication that they're on the right path. Josh Pick, Bruce Hooley here with you at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. Josh has a YouTube channel. You can become a subscriber to his YouTube channel by registering at aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. While you're on the site, you can set up a time to meet with the Aptus team in their offices in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, near 23 and 270. And you can also make an appointment for that free consultation by calling them and setting that appointment. Their number is 614-917-1040. That's interesting you say that the Fed signaled that it didn't overshoot the runway and they're not going to be cutting rates in 2023. That is not good news for housing buyers because we've gotten used to for a long time housing mortgage rates around 3%. They're now 6 ish And I've got all kinds of numbers here about foreclosures in Columbus were way up in 2022. And the median house price in Columbus is $290,000. And it's not a promising market for people getting into the housing market. And one of the things that has kept people from buying houses is the interest rates went up. So the house you can afford, because we all calculate it by our monthly payment, the house you can afford is now either a way smaller house or you just plain flat can't afford a house. And if rates are not, if the Fed's not cutting rates, mortgage rates aren't going down. Correct. And I don't think it sends a signal that it's going to get easy anytime soon. Uh, On top of that, we have a rental market that reacts with inflation. So as inflation goes up, historically speaking, at least, and recently speaking, your your rental rates will go up. So you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place if I can't afford a home. uh, So I'm going to have to save up more money to put money down on the home to buy down my mortgage payment. Well, how am I going to save up more and more money if while I'm trying to save up, my rental rates are going up and up and up? So, I mean, people are going to have to really start paying attention to how they live. I mean, it kind of is reminiscent of maybe, you know, your parents and my parents and the way that they bought homes, saving up a lot of money, putting a lot of money down, uh, living in a one car household. And I'm not suggesting that we're going to go back to, you know, times of severe hardship. But at the same time, I think we've lived pretty darn good for the last 10 or 20 years. And, and hopefully, hopefully the Fed can get inflation under control. Interest rates can start climbing down and make everything run a heck of a lot more smoothly. But in the interim, you're going to have to play the game pretty safe. Well, yeah. And th- those uh, parameters people used to have, get a house, pay your house off. That was viewed when I was a teenager as the way that the average ordinary Joe, the factory worker, the farmer, the you know the person who worked for someone else in the trades or whatever, that was how they accrued wealth for later in their life. Their, their, their money was in their house, okay? We've become a lot more sophisticated in saving for retirement. There are a ton of different retirement options out there. We talk about them all the time. Well, how should people view now? Uh, one of the great things, I guess the great news is that you, if you can't afford a house, back then it would have been viewed as, well, I can't accrue any wealth because I'm going to be paying rent, and rent doesn't allow me to pile up any equity or whatever. But that's not necessarily true with the climate that we're in right now and all the different ways that people can save for retirement and plan for retirement, even if you don't own real estate. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you rewind the clock back to that, the scenario you just talked about with the average Joe, if you want to call it that, you know, you, you worked for a factory, you had a pension, you had Social Security, and for the most part, 
that took care of retirement. Yep. You might have had some extra savings, maybe some CDs, but very few people had stock investments. I know my grand... Sa- it's savings bonds, Josh. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were people who had savings bonds. For sure, and they were paying a pretty darn good interest rate back <laughs> in the day, too. But if you look at my grandparents, I mean, my grandparents never owned a stock, and if they did, they owned maybe five shares of one company. Yeah. You know, they didn't own mutual funds. They didn't even know what a mutual fund was. But fast forward to today, and I think we're a product of, of an enumerate amount of options... And information. And information. Oh, man, accessibility to information and expertise, too, people like you. Absolutely. But the problem with that is we're inundated with all of this information. Oh, yeah. and, and sometimes you can get analysis paralysis or you can make some really bad decisions. And, you know, I also don't remember hearing about a whole lot of Ponzi schemes back then either. And True. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And, you know, I, I think that people are aware of that and you can... You know, there's always going to be good and bad people out there, and there's ways that they can take advantage of you. So you have to be very cautious and careful and make sure you're getting your information from the right places. Make sure that you're learning more and more and more and using time-tested strategies as opposed to trying to, you know, kind of create the new wheel. It's just a dangerous game to play. It is, and we can, that opens up a wide swath for us to pursue, and we will here on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Uh, This show will replay tomorrow at noon. Josh joins me every Monday, 12.30 p.m. on 98.9 The Answer on the Bruce Hooley Show. So we hope that you'll build that into your schedule as well. Tell your friends about this. The YouTube channel will allow you to pause this kind of content. It's posted there in smaller doses on particular topics. And then you can share it with friends. You can pause it. You can rewind it. You can take notes on it. You can watch it over and over again. If you're like me, you need to hear it a couple of times in order to retain it. Set up your free consultation at the Aptus Wealth Management offices in Lewis Center by calling 614-917-1040 or by setting your appointment up online at aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And the online option, it's not there for your consultation, but you can be a client of Aptus and have uh, them confer with you uh, remotely as they and many other people started to do during the pandemic. So before we get into some of those things about information and analysis and all that, I did want to touch on the jobs number. The jobs number came out today and it's uh they say a great number three times more jobs than were anticipated just a little bit more than a half a million jobs added in january i just have a real simple question and maybe you don't know because i've never seen anybody tell me what is a job is a job like okay i can't make ends meet so i'm gonna go deliver pizzas or drive for uber or is a job I got hired and the salary this position pays me will allow me to do only this and provide for my family. You know, I wish I could tell you. And, you know, 50 years ago, we probably could have said. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to today and these no, these these statistics seem to be very fluid in how we're, you know, you remember uh, maybe it was about six months ago we were talking about are we in a recession? Yeah. And the federal government essentially redefined what a recession is. Because by the old terms, we, we were. were in one. Yeah. Right. But now we're not. And it became very gray. Well, I think, you know, and I'm by no means an expert on the jobs numbers, but from what I hear, and I'm sure you hear the same. OK, so there's been jobs added, but they've in some instances reduced the pool because they're eliminating people who aren't simply looking for a job at all. And then they add in certain levels of jobs or what what is defined as a job. Mm-hmm. And And I don't know that this is kind of just some nonsense where they're trying to make numbers look good. I'm not trying to say that. All I'm saying is I don't put a lot of credence in, you know, because it was three times higher than expected, everything's rosy and fuzzy. Yeah, because we just touched on mortgage rates are higher than they were. I think we all know gas is higher than it has been traditionally. 
Uh, if you did a five-year look back, it's higher. Uh, if you look at grocery prices, they're higher. So I think a lot of things have to happen before the uh, positive outlook that is articulated from Washington is something that we don't just hear but feel. In that regard, when times are tough, when volatility is out there, people, I think, are maybe more vulnerable to being taken. You mentioned a while ago, and we were talking about how it used to be when people save for retirement. We didn't used to hear about Ponzi schemes. One of the most famous Ponzi schemes, of course, is Bernie Madoff. And now we have the Sam Bankman-Fried cryptocurrency thing. And very often, it's not Sometimes it is people who put everything into that, but sometimes it's people who have been pretty successful at saving and in growing their wealth, and they get taken too. Can you speak to how does that happen? I get it where somebody's like, oh, you're going to promise me X percent of return, and I got a late start of retirement, and this is a way I can catch up. Okay, you get sucked in. But for the people who have proven themselves really good at this, how do they get sucked in? Kevin O'Leary got sucked in on Sam Bankman-Fried. He's a shark. He's a billionaire. Yeah. And well, and not all let's let's define getting sucked into something is mm-hmm. not just a Ponzi scheme, but getting tricked into something that is not even within the realm of truth. Sure. Let me give an example. In difficult times, you'll start to hear things like you'll see a, a news broadcast and it's kind of a make-believe news broadcast. They'll email it out to you or it's this special report And it always starts the same. We are privileged today to get this industry insider who has lived for the last 20 years (laughs) with a Ph.D. in economics and the underbelly of the cabal. Right. And they have now taken this information and realized how corrupt the system is. And they don't want to just watch wealthy people get wealthy. They want to help you, the end consumer, because and they'll come up with a definition, the great reconciliation, the great division, the great whatever it is. Where if you're not on the right side of this thing, if you're not on the, you, the poor are going to get poor, the rich are going to get richer, which, by the way, is a natural evolution, unfortunately, of capitalism. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, it's going to start growing that divide at such a rapid clip that if you don't get on the right side of it soon, you're going to be living in the doldrums of society. And they'll give you a lot of facts about how back during the Nixon administration, the U.S. currency went off. You know, went off the gold standard, and now it's a fiat currency, which allowed a bunch of, a bunch of things to happen. Allowed the Fed to raise and lower interest rates at a greater clip. Allowed the federal government to print money. So that's going to create bu- bigger bubbles and bigger busts. And I don't disagree with all of that. But it always ends after all of this factual information where you're nodding and nodding and nodding mm-hmm. and nodding and going, yep, true, true, true. And it is all true. <clears throat> For only nineteen ninety five per month. We will give you a special report where you will know which stocks will go up by 2,300% guaranteed simply because of the new green initiative or the new elimination of oil and coal or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And because it's based in so much fact, people gravitate towards it. And particularly in difficult times where you can see it. I mean, I'm guessing everybody that's listening today is going, yeah, you know, gas is up at the pump. Mm -hmm. Yes, my electricity bill is up. My food prices are through the roof. Um, I'm not really happy with my 401k balance right now because the market was down down near 20% last year. And the list goes on and you get people nodding and nodding and nodding and going, well, here's your medicine. Take your medicine. It's it's always, you know, the Starbucks method. What can we charge for a a cup of coffee before people finally balk? Mm -hmm. Well, if we can just get 10,000 people to sign up for $49.95 a year, that's a big number. It is. 
But if you knew how to guaranteed make 2,300% on every stock trade, you would not be selling subscriptions to your service. You would be on an island somewhere that is literally made out of dollar bills that you created yourself having the good life. Yeah, It's just simply not true. And I see these coming up over and over again. I had three calls this week for three different ones with three different clients. One of those clients actually spent some time in this industry. So you would argue that they would know better. But again, does the person legitimately have a PhD? Maybe even from Harvard? Yes. Were they in the industry? Maybe working for Goldman Sachs? Yes. Did they disclose a lot of factual information? Yes. You had me all the way up until the 1995 subscription. Mm -hmm. So be very cautious of that. While they're not stealing your money in the way of telling you you're getting these returns and then literally Ponzi scheming your money, I would say selling you a bill of goods is, in fact, stealing your money. Yeah, and you did a really good job of describing that because I was just writing down some of the characteristics of these kinds of things. Number one, uh, there's an immediacy to it. Like right now, it's you don't act now, you're going to miss it. Other people are going to get in. You're not. Fear you Limited know, time FOMO, offer. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Then there's the consequences if you don't. You know, we, we're going to recognize these amazing gains and you can't get in on it then. It's too late then and you'll be really sorry. And then the mounting like hypnotic effect of it as, yeah, that makes sense. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. And the more the pieces of it make sense the more you're just supposed to sort of automatically assume that, well, everything else made sense, so the end result will make sense. They've told me the truth for the first 50 seconds of the commercial, the last 10 seconds, they're not lying to me there, I'm with them all the way. Um, How often in your, I don't know, past whatever time frame you want to take, have you had to dig people out of this? And typically, is there a thing they have missed, a warning sign that they could have seen coming? Well, typically when I see these, you can't fast forward the video. Remember how you just said, well, it's a hypnotic effect. You say yes repetitively, and eventually your brain just wants to keep on saying yes. So the one that I just watched, it was about 20 to 30 minutes long, and you could not fast forward to the end to see what the end game was. You had to watch the whole video. That's one that's very common. Um, Two would just be if it sounds too good to be true. I mean, I know this sounds obvious, but it probably is. Mm And, you know, just think back, start, take a step back and think of all the people that you know who have done tremendously well in their life, the ones that you might even admire, the, you know, the ones who have started industries that have, you know, ended up having their names on buildings and have really done a great job. How many of them have been a flash in the pan overnight because of a stock trade? And how many of them have built businesses over a long period of time that did in fact grow exponentially, but it took maybe even a couple of generations to get there. And there's very few examples of stock traders who have made it just gigantically huge. And most of them that did, everybody thought they were crazy. I assure you, people weren't nodding and going, yes, yes, yes. They probably went completely against the grain and went a different direction. So just be very cautious when we all have intuition. It's it's left over on us from a long time ago, so we probably didn't get eaten by animals or something Mm -hmm. when we didn't didn't have guns and and, uh, protection. But Those spidey senses, if you want to think about it, they go (laughs) off. If they go off, do you really need to listen to try and turn them off? If it sounds too good to be Drew, if you have to think about it too hard, the answer is probably no. Well, that's one of the things I appreciate about you is that you're willing for your clients to examine those opportunities and talk people off the ledge and, and, and reveal to them what they might be missing. You can set up a free consultation with Josh and his team at Aptus by calling 614-917-1040 
or you can set the appointment up, make the appointment online, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. They're located in Lewis Center, just off 750, very easy to get to. And this is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show that will re-air tomorrow at noon. If you have somebody, a friend who's you talking to you about this, and you're like, wait a second, maybe pump the brakes a little, tomorrow's show might be an opportunity for them to uh, hear it from another source other than you, and maybe it'll resonate with them. You know, the other thing you said about people who have made it, uh, very seldom are they people who've made one great stock trade. They're people who had skin in the game. They put their own wealth on the line. You know, I think about the great entrepreneurs in American history, Henry Ford and people like that. I mean, they took a huge risk. And uh, when you've got uh, whatever the number is, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people sending you forty nine ninety five a month, there's no risk for the people who are getting the payment. There's only risk for the people who are making it. Now, we might have people listening to this who go, wait a minute, Josh. I hear your commercials on The Answer, and I hear you talking about this might sound too good to be true and whatever. I know how much care you put into saying what you say, and I also know you are a fiduciary uh, required by law to do what's in the best interest of your client. So how do you respond to people who say, well, you know, Josh, I've heard your commercials, and some of your commercials sound like that to me. How do you go about crafting those and making sure that, you know, you are – actually telling people things that are true, not like these other guys who tell people things that suck them into investments that might not be and probably aren't very sound. Yeah, well, there's a myriad of answers to that. One, you know, I'm actually bound by regulation. And most of these folks are not actually doing investing for you, nor are they bound by any sort of regulatory body. They are simply having you subscribe to a newsletter or a service, or you will notice sometimes that they have an investment that is not regulated in the same way by the SEC and FINRA, maybe a, a different regulatory filing, like a Reg D filing, et cetera, which is a way to kind of bypass all of the regulations. Um, two, I'm not going to recommend anything that's new and new wave and, yeah. and doesn't have a track record. I mean, I think it's very important that you have a track record and stay steady with it. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that I... I don't follow the price of Bitcoin. Does that mean that I don't understand that private equity, for example, for those of you listening and going, well, I have some private equity investments that have done very well for me. Absolutely. We can talk about private equity all day. But at the same time, we have to put together an investment plan that isn't flash in the pan, put money in these three stocks, cross your fingers because it's a can't lose proposition. We're talking about an actual investment strategy. This might be hard for some people to hear, but if you're working in a job and you are saving into an investment pool, what I can do for you is provide a time in your life where you are financially independent to the point where you no longer have to do that job. We could get to a point based upon your savings habits where you could be even better off than you are today and able to do things even beyond your dreams today. What I cannot do is take somebody who makes $50,000 a year and turn them into a billionaire. Mm -hmm. That is impossible. That's what these people are promising. If you want to do that, there is only, as I see it, one way to do that. And that is you're going to have to open your own company with a very successful uh, mission statement and a very good service that you're providing or the newest widget that you can uh, promote and sell. And that's the only way you're going to go from zero to Elon Musk. Elon Musk didn't put four dollars in a penny stock and turn into elon musk he built multiple companies Mm -hmm. of completely new technologies that's the only way so anytime you hear that pitch where you can go from zero to a thousand overnight it's nonsense 
It's absolute nonsense. Anybody worth a grain of salt in this business will tell you that's nonsense. So you had a couple clients this week that you said came to you with these kind of pie-in-the-sky wonderful situations. Um, how did you handle that? Well, we talked about the fact that inflation is an issue. We talked about all the, you know, you have to be honest and say a lot of the things that were said in this video are absolutely true. But then you just come back with questions. If this person could literally guarantee 2,300% rates of return, would they be peddling you something at fifteen ninety five a month or whatever the number is? And they go, no, probably not. I assure you, what it does is it builds fear. People are terrified that if they don't do the right thing, they're, they're going to be in bad shape. Mm -hmm. So then we go back to the plan and show them that they're not in bad shape. They're going to be fine. Yeah, that is uh, certainly true. My wife and I have sat with Josh, and we are uh, Aptus clients, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, we were uh, in a very pleasant meeting. We talked about our risk tolerance. We talked about their approach and what they could do with what we could provide in terms of savings and investments, and we just walked out of there with such great peace of mind. The Aptus Retirement Blueprint Consultation, free to you. 614-917-1040. See if you uh, progress toward being a client like my wife and I did. You can also set up your appointment online, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their offices are located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. I'm Bruce Hooley here with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. We are happy to have you with us, and we appreciate your time. We also appreciate your interest in growing your money, getting smarter, and capturing the peace of mind that comes that you know when you get to the end of the time you go to work every day that you don't have to worry about how you're going to pay your bills or how you're going to enjoy life. That's what it's about. Managing your money, reaching financial independence. That's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management. 614-917-1040 is their number. Call that to set up your free consultation. Or you can make an appointment online for your free consultation their web address is aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. While you're on their website, sign up for Josh's YouTube channel, and we'll be talking about his YouTube channel and the benefits of having content you can share with friends, rewatch time after time, pause, take notes on. We'll talk about that as this half hour of the program progresses. So uh, I was looking at some news events the other day, and I noticed that uh, there was a coach whose contract uh, was pretty lucrative, and they were talking about annuities, and the university was investing in an annuity for this particular coach. And obviously, you are well-schooled in annuities and the benefits of annuities and the nuances on annuities. And I hear people uh, not well off, like uh, a coach at this particular level would be, talking about like, well, I have an annuity, and it gives me a guaranteed this and that and the other. And so I'm just curious, what are the... Um, things that people might be mistaken about that annuities can do for them. So let's give a baseline of annuities. So annuities are, there's multiple categories of annuities. There's, there's kind of four general categories of an annuity. Um, there is a immediate annuity, which is probably what, you know, I'm not a huge sports follower, but probably what this coach was receiving was an annuity payment for the rest of his life, where mm -hmm. the university goes to an insurance company, gives the insurance company a chunk of money, and then that chunk of money in turn pays a, think of it as a pension stream for the rest of that coach's life. And there's a bunch of options there for his life, his and his wife's life, maybe a certain period of years, et cetera. That is an immediate annuity. Then there are deferred annuities, and there are three different types of deferred annuities. There's a variable deferred annuity, which is essentially like mutual funds wrapped in insurance. And we'll kind of come back to that in a second. But then there's fixed annuities where you think of them like a CD. 
however, the benefit uh, that goes along with an annuity is usually higher rates, usually tax deferral, and there's some other ancillary benefits to deferred annuities uh, on the fixed side. And then there's fixed index, which provide usually higher upside potential, but are still very much fixed and guaranteed. So think of it as kind of a hybrid between a variable and a fixed annuity. Now, just the mere term deferred means you're not getting your money right away. Right. You are deferring your money. Think of it as if I was working for a company, I'm contributing to this deferred annuity, it's growing, and then at some point I convert it into that immediate annuity that pays me money. And that part's the important part, because I think where people are misled oftentimes, and I have many of these conversations every single month where somebody will come in and say, I have this annuity that guarantees me 8 or 9% and gave me a 20% bonus to start to, to join up for it. And while that's true... There are bonus annuities out there that do provide guarantees. Typically, they're not talking about their real money. So think of it in a lot of annuities have these benefits, and you pay for these benefits, and you have your account value on one side of the table. So think of it as I have two sides to this annuity. Mm-hmm. One side is my real money. I put in 100000 bucks, and it's growing by some rate of return. Maybe that's variable. Maybe it's fixed. We don't know. It depends on what kind of annuity you have. But that annuity is going to earn some rate of return. Let's just say for argument's sake, for our example here, it's 4%. It's guaranteed fixed earning 4%. And at the end of 10 years, well, 4% over 10 years, I probably have somewhere around 150-ish grand. But then it has this other benefit that I'm paying for. And maybe I'm paying 1% in an annual fee for this benefit. But this benefit says that that side of the column will grow by 8% guaranteed. And you'd say, well, wait, this is getting confusing already. What are you talking about? What's the 8%? It is a calculation. That is it. It is not your real money. You have to abide by a whole set of rules to actually be able to use that column. Now, first, let me say this is not a bad thing. It's just important to know the difference. Mm -hmm. What that 8% is typically calculating is something called a living benefit rider, or you'll hear them uh, termed as an income rider or some sort of benefit rider. At the end of the 10-year period, my real money is 150. But the other side, grown at 8%, heck, that might be 210, 220,000 bucks. If I walked in at that point and said, Mr. Insurance Company, give me all my money, they would give you $150,000. That 220 is of zero value to you. Now, sometimes, if you were to die at that point, your beneficiaries might get 220,000. So that's cool. It's an, it's an extra benefit. Or if you decided to take income for the rest of your life, it might be a percentage off the 220. So you might end up getting 5% off the 220. But wait a second. Okay, so I can get 5% off 220 as opposed to 5% off of 150. That sounds good. 4% off 150. Or or 4% off 150. It sounds good. But the the fact of the matter is, it is an Excel spreadsheet calculation for all intents and purposes. They are taking that money. Let's just say for argument's sake, it's 10,000 bucks a year. They're taking it from your 150. So you're running out of money really, really quickly. If you're taking 10 grand out of something that's only earning... 7,500, it's bleeding down. But in the event that you run out of money, that living benefit will continue to pay you for the rest of your life. So I'm not saying by any means, that's a great benefit. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but here's the important takeaways. You are not earning a guaranteed 8% rate of return. You're earning a guaranteed 8% calculation. You are earning 4%. You're not earning eight. Number two, That money that you start to withdraw is not coming off of the larger number. It's coming off of your own amount. And thirdly, you're paying a huge fee for it. And in some instances, upwards of 1.5% just for this benefit. I've done a lot of calculations where living benefits, for you to actually have benefited from them, 
you better live well into your 90s or you just made the insurance company a whole pot full of money. Wow, I'm my head swimming, which is often the case here on the show, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Like the first thing I thought was, how does this turn out to be profitable for whoever's holding the money and paying out the returns? Because I know they're making money. They couldn't afford to do it. They would go under and it would be a Ponzi scheme. So is it just that they have so many people contributing to this or how, how is it profitable for the, uh, insurance the, the giver of the, com- of the return? Yeah, so one thing that insurance companies are tremendously good at is knowing when a large group of people are going to die. They use something called the law of large numbers, and you can, if you're an actuary, which is a field of study, you can go get a job in mm-hmm. an insurance company. And while they have no idea when you and I are going to die, if they put 10,000 of us in a room, they have a very good idea how many of us are going to die and when. So they actuarially backtest and calculate backwards and then put in hedge positions and all sorts of technical stuff to, to cover their position. And again, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. What I am saying is anytime you make an investment, you should know all of the information. You should do math to calculate and see if this makes sense for you. So, for example, does a living benefit make sense for you if nobody in your family lives past 70? Absolutely not. I have a client, and this is, hand to God, this is the craziest uh, situation I've ever heard of. No one in her family has died under the age of 100. Whoa. She has two relatives that live past 110. In her scenario... This could be the best investment she ever made in the rest of her, you know, yeah. it's the best investment ever, right? You just have to understand your scenario and then pick investments that suit you. And you can't do that if you don't understand the mechanics of what you're picking based upon. So it's important to dive in. And that's why it's so important, I believe, that my role is not one necessarily of picking the investments for you. It's a one of quarterbacking what is a good pool of investments then educating you on your choices and you having some skin in the game to understand why I'm doing it, having a comfort level with it, and then understanding what the pros and cons are of it so that you can kind of live the rest of your days feeling good about it. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And that's, that totally describes how my wife and I uh, emerged from our consultation with Josh and the Aptus team and how we ended up as clients is that it just was just a load off our minds to be doing all of this kind of stuff on our own. A, we have limited understanding. B, we have limited time. We're not on top of it. And C, we know the consequences of doing it wrong. You don't get a chance to do it over when you get into your 50s, 60s, and 70s. You can set up your free consultation with Josh and the Aptus team by calling their office, 614-917-1040. You can also make your appointment by doing it online at aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their offices are located in Lewis Center just off Route 750. It's not far from 23 and 270 and they can also be your fiduciary and take care of your investments and help you craft your own aptus retirement blueprint if you are outside the area they have clients all over the country i don't know maybe all over the world but you confer with clients in a lot of different places and our technology these days allows us to do that people might infer from your comments about annuities that if you go to aptus we're not doing annuities and i i don't think that's right because you don't have like we do this. This is all we do. We do this kind of investing or this kind of investing or this kind of investing. I've said before how I marvel at the number of options that you are A, versed on and B, can offer people, but you don't have a set way that every client you have does this. Absolutely not. Now, I will say that when it comes to the world of insurance in general, so I'm speaking about life insurance, annuities, and then there's a million different types of life insurance, there's a million different types of annuities, the pool definitely does get murky. And, and that's why I think, large in part, insurance gets a bad name. But for 
every person that you've talked to that says, oh, I would never buy life insurance. You can give 10 more examples about somebody, myself included. My father died when I was 13 years old. If it wasn't for life insurance, I assure you, I would have had a much different life. Mm -hmm. So insurance has its place. The problem is it's not necessarily as clear cut as buying and selling a stock. You look at Coca-Cola and you go, what am I buying? I'm buying a share of Coca-Cola, conversation over, right? Whether or not I'm buying it at a good price is really the argument. What it's going to do in the future is a good argument. But the fees associated with it are pretty cut and dry. Insurance, on the other side, on the other hand, while they are, in fact, heavily regulated, there's a million different ways that they skin that cat. I mean, you can have, like I said, there's four different types of annuities, and then there's, I don't know, 10,000 different insurance companies that are all developing their own nuanced little products. So I think it's important not to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, I had this friend that had this annuity contract, and they really had a bad experience. That's one of 10 million different products, right? And with everything, I'm sure if you looked at the education system, you would say, I had a really bad teacher, so I'm never sending my kids to any schooling of any kind, (laughs) right? It doesn't make any sense because there's another tremendous teacher. You just need to know how to decipher. You need a filter for what are the good ones and what are the bad ones. And I've been doing this a long time. We have some pretty darn good filters. So are the good ones and the bad ones uh, constant or are the good ones and the bad ones reflective of market conditions at the time. Sometimes it's right to be in one thing. Sometimes it's right to be in another. Both. So there's definitely companies that are kind of known as these are for the people who really don't care about clients but really are driven by commission. There's undoubtedly those carriers that seem very consistent to stay in that lane. There are other carriers that are very consistently of high fiduciary standards, in my opinion, that are looking out for the best needs of the consumer. However... What you elect to choose for you will differ based upon your scenario, but then also what type of annuity or type of insurance you will choose can be largely impacted by interest rates in the economy at the time, market volatility, your position in life at this particular time, the season of life you're in. So it, it absolutely ebbs and flows. For example, you know, fixed annuities for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so have been paying 2 and 3% just like everything else. Well, that's not really that interesting to people. You're certainly not going to reach your goals very quickly. But, you know, if you're a CD buyer and they were paying three and CDs were paying two, maybe it's attractive to you. But now fast forward to today and we're looking at rates of five, six percent, where now we're getting into almost historical 10 year returns for the stock market. People are getting more and more attracted to those things. So it definitely does ebb and flow. Josh Pick, Bruce Hooley with you here. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. The show will re-air tomorrow at noon, and Josh joins me every Monday at 12.30 p.m. for Money Monday on 98.9 The Answer. His office is located in Lewis Center. It's Aptus Wealth Management. You can make your appointment for a free consultation by calling their office at 614-917-1040 or by setting up your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. We've talked before about people who have this um, insatiable desire to be the person who picks the next big stock and they get, can get sucked in by people who offer, hey, pay me this much money per year and I'll clue you in on the wink-wink inside stuff. Picking a stock and trying to put everything into one stock, certainly that's pretty self-evident in the risk. But mutual funds are collections of stocks. Yet there are some mutual funds that really do well and other mutual funds that don't do well. And I know from years past when I invested in mutual funds, like it's not like they own a little bit of 10 stocks. I mean, they own a bunch of a bunch of stocks. So explain the disparities in mutual funds and 
how important it is to pick the right mutual funds, which I assume is more science than uh, than maybe people might think. Yeah, I mean, there's much like we were just talking about insurance and how there's you know thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of different products and the selection amongst those products matters. Selection amongst funds matters in a, in a myriad of ways. For example, you said, you know, a lot of times they own tons of stocks. Yeah. Sometimes they might own 20. Sometimes they might own 2000. I mean, it's literally that big of a range. And we all know that diversification is important. That's why you're in a mutual fund to begin with, because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. right? So you go into mutual funds. And then we probably know that not only is diversification amongst stocks important, but diversification amongst different asset classes is important, which is why most people will own kind of a, a, a potpourri of, of stocks and bonds. And then amongst stocks, they'll have some large companies, some small companies, international companies, value growth companies. There's all these different kind of sectors. Uh, maybe you want to invest you know, a little heavier in healthcare than you do in uh, you know, a technology, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But even if you look in those subcategories of technology stocks or large cap growth stocks versus large cap value stocks, the disparity of fees that you pay, the disparity of track record, the disparity of, hence, return and volatility can be widely disparity. I mean, there can be such a wide disparity between them. So, for example, if you look at the top large cap value stocks in the country, the ones by performance, by price, et cetera. And you can look these up on, you know, Morningstar is kind of the consumer reports of finance. So mm-hmm. they track all this stuff. So this isn't me saying this. You can go look at a third party, third party to see it. You will see ranges of returns that are spread apart by more than 10% wow. in one year versus the other. And does that mean that, well, well you just, I'm just going to go on Morningstar and I'm going to pick the one that's had the best return over the last 10 years. Well, no, there's more to it than that. It's what are they investing in? And if I look forward, is that the place that I think is the best to be? So there's there's kind of some some science, and then there's just factual data. You know, if, if you know that you're paying 1% for one fund and the other one you're paying a half a percent for, then it's very clear that one's cheaper than the other. But if one performs 10% more than the other, then maybe that half a percent really doesn't matter that much anymore. So you have to come up with some sort of methodology on why you're picking these things. And have to have some sort of economic forecast. And what does that mean? Because I, I, people say this all the time. What do you think is going to happen with the stock market? Mm-hmm. If I knew that, I would, I would be making videos, like we said in the last section, yeah. where I'm charging. <laughs> for, like nobody, nobody really knows. But we can determine whether or not we're in favorable conditions for certain asset classes or unfavorable conditions. For example, um, you know, right now I would say that the government is making green energy kind of a favorable place to be. Yes, they are. I would say that the rise in interest rates is definitely having an impact in certain sectors of the economy. We just got done talking about housing. So if we could look at all of those things and say, okay, we know that we have a headwind. If we invest in certain things, what is our upside downside risk here? And the goal should be, I want to pick the best funds. And then I want to pick the best strategy that if the market does really, really well, I benefit as much as possible. But if the market goes the other direction, which is arguably equally opportunistic, sure, right? of course. if it goes the other direction, how much have I protected myself against all of this? Now, if you're 20, you're probably more interested in even beating the market as much as possible, and volatility isn't that important to you. If you're sitting on the one-yard line going, I'm really hoping to retire in the next three years, two years, six months, would my opinion of retiring at that point change if I lost 20 or 30%? I probably want to do something about that, but I don't want to do this about it. I don't want to take all my money, put it under the mattress, or throw it all into a 
100% into a fixed annuity and only earn 4 or 5% for the rest of my life. Maybe you do, but it might just be because you're not aware of how to handle the other options. Yeah, and when you talk about mutual funds, I mean, I remember from 30 years ago when newsletters were coming at me right and left because when you subscribe to one, wow, guess what? Your mail fills up with offers for others. There are people who say, you know, invest in only no-load mutual funds, no fees. And then there are people who say, ah, you won't get anything for that. You've got to invest in only load mutual funds. And I mean, that just even to me then, and it's rudimentary as my understanding of it was, I realized like, well, they can't all be bad or all be good. And then the other thing about mutual funds that I'm curious about, they seem to me like once they become uber successful and grow and grow and grow and grow, they're less nimble. Does that make them less apt to repeat the returns that they've repeat that they've had in the past to get a lot of people to invest in them. Well, I think Warren Buffett's a great example of that. You know, Warren Buffett at every single shareholder meeting for the last 10 years has said, I don't think Berkshire Hathaway is going to be your best performing investment anymore. We're just too darn big. We can't buy enough stuff for the amount of cash that we have coming in. And we're not going to just start buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff. So we have tremendous cash drag, meaning that we have all this cash that's earning Pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. That's just the anchor behind the boat. Well, similarly, what happens with mutual funds that get just absolutely gigantic is you end up looking at, you can't get enough of the stock that you really want. So you end up having 250, 300 positions. Now, if I sat down and asked you right now, I want you to come up with your 300 best ideas, you would start chuckling. Yeah, I'd be in trouble. um, So that's really what you know, let's let's take a step away from mutual funds for a second because they're not the only option. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a tremendous option, but they're not the only option. Sometimes it makes more sense to do something called a separately managed account. And a separately managed account is essentially a mutual fund, but it is personally managed for you. So let's think about this. Let's take that example of you have this mutual fund manager. Great. The person, she's doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. You, you love this mutual fund. However, it's got 400 different stocks in it. It's got 400 different stocks in it because she is currently managing $300 billion, right? So she can't possibly buy enough Coca-Cola stock or enough GM stock to, to get where she wants yeah, to Yeah, because go. there's limits on how much they can buy. Absolutely. And then if they buy it, then there's limits on how much of they can they can sell it. Right. Right. Because the companies would be too dramatically impacted by one particular mutual funds transaction. Makes total sense. Yeah. But if she did the exact same thing, a mutual fund, think of it as a fractional ownership in a in no different than buying a fractional ownership in a, in a vacation home. Mm-hmm. And a separately managed account is essentially we take the same investors, exact same investors. But what we're going to do now is we're going to open an account in your name. So you don't own the XYZ mutual fund. You own the Bruce Hooley mutual fund. Hmm. And we're going to rather than my top 300 ideas, I'm going to pick my top 50. And you're going to own the individual shares. Well, are you ever going to own more than 10 percent of Coca-Cola? Well, I hope you do. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope you do. But chances are you can get in and out very, very quickly. Now, that, that brings upon a lot of advantages, particularly if you're not investing in a retirement account, because it can be much more tax efficient. Because there's something in mutual funds that happens, and you'll, 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 call it, you'll hear it called a loser's tax sometimes, where that is, you know, what other people are doing that you're sharing the pool with in the mutual fund impacts you. You might put 100 grand in, it goes down to 90 grand and you get a bill at the end of the year that says you owe two grand in taxes for gains. And you go, I I don't, I'm not real good at math, but I didn't earn anything. (laughs) And that's because the person, the other person in the pool sold their funds out. They had to sell some stuff and they probably sold some of the gains, right? And some of the losses, tried to offset it. But what they did 
passed through a tax loss to everybody or a, a, you know, a tax detriment to everybody. Sure. When you own the individual shares, you have some more control over what is bought and sold. You can make sure that you held shares long enough for them to always be long-term capital gains. There's huge advantages to actually doing separately managed accounts. And you might ask, why doesn't everybody do those? Well, because if you tried to do one of those 20 years ago, it was probably about a $10 million minimum. Fast forward, technology is a powerful thing. Now you can do it all the way down some instances, you know, down into the low tens of thousands. So very powerful strategy, particularly for taxes, but fund selection matters. Yeah, fund selection matters. And I would argue, too, that the person who's in charge of your investments matters a lot. It matters the most. And I've chosen to go with Josh and the Aptus team because, first of all, I mean, we sat and talked uh, in this kind of a interaction for two years. He never once asked me, hey, why don't you let me manage your money? And uh, I didn't know if that was because he thought I didn't have very much or what it was, but it was just, you know, I was really struck by that, that somebody who's secure in what they do, uh, they're not out like mining for business all the time. And we've talked about a lot of things here that are complex, as we do every week. But I think Josh does a great job of making them understandable. And if you're looking for peace of mind, if you're looking for somebody that is, as we've said many times, required by law to do what's best for your investments, Aptus Retirement Blueprint is a fiduciary arrangement between you and them. Set up your free consultation, 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com. Josh, thanks for your time. See you next week. You as well. Thanks. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.